international book writing expert and author. I help women to overcome the fear of writing and publishing their books. And I'm so excited to have Natalie Lorraine Anston from France with me. Natalie is an artist from Florida, currently located in Otsovoa, France. She is the singer of the classical music duo Piano Con Voce and the singer and songwriter for the pop rock band Worlds and Co. She started singing at the age of eight and can't imagine her life without music. She even gives back her gift by teaching other women how to sing. She says, your whole life can change once you connect yourself to your voice. Natalie has faced many challenges in life and taken many risks only to continue to follow the song in her heart. Welcome to the show, dear Natalie. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to have you. Shall we start with a song or shall we start with questions? <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I could sing the answers back if you want. <laughs> <laughs> What was your first favorite song? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Wow, good question. Um, my very first favorite song, um, maybe in childhood, in childhood. Well, I used to, when I was really young, of course, like many, like many young girls <laughs> loved, uh, little mermaid, the little mermaid. <laughs> And, uh, I used to sing part of your world all the time. That was really my favorite song. So I would sing it all the time. I would probably have to say, yeah, part of your world from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> And then let's start with the question about the turning moments in your life. Uh, what do you want to know? <laughs> what happened at eight that you started to think I'll be the singer songwriter? Um, I think, you know, when you're when you're young you oftentimes have in your mind uh you know a dream or i mean not everyone but for me i i had a this big dream that i wanted to be a famous singer and uh actually part of it was movie star so i was dressing up all the time i was a big fan of marilyn monroe and all of this and my, my mom used to watch the movies so um Yeah, I one I my parents were not musicians at all. Um, they loved playing music, but they had nothing to do with art or music. Uh, so I was singing all the time, starting from when I could talk, and they were like, "What is this thing? What is this? what is?" <laughs> and when I went to elementary school, um, I was about yeah six years old, and the singing teacher there, the the music teacher. Um, noticed that I liked to sing and then when I got to the age of eight she started giving me voice lessons so she told my parents this little one needs to learn opera so <laughs> she had been an opera singer when she was younger so she started teaching me um, Italian we started with some small Italian songs and that was my first I think my first turning point um, in the direction of becoming a singer she was the first one to really help me and um yeah to to point me in the right direction and you never thought you're gonna be something different it was so clear crystal yeah. clear yeah I 
never ever once thought I could be anything else I just always <laughs> always wanted to be a singer <laughs> I guess I'm lucky in that way I mean then you know if you want to get specific about it and then be like which kind of singer do I want to be that's kind of fluctuated occasionally throughout my life but um there's never been a doubt that I've wanted to be a singer mm. <laughs> and now you are the singer and yeah. songwriter yes. are there other goals in your life now um yes lots maybe too many <laughs> <laughs> I just finished doing a vision board with a bunch of friends we had a vision board party and I really uh, tried to focus in on what it is I want to do. And I really do. Um, some of my goals right now are to work on my songwriting um, to learn better how to produce music so um, I can produce my own music on my own. And um, yeah, it's I think that's pretty much my goal right now and also producing with um, with my duo, my classical music duo, to make another album. We released a Christmas album together and now we want to release another one. And with my band as well, we're producing our own album. There's a lot of production going on right now. So I guess that's kind of my where my goals are. And outside of music, um, I guess I would say I would like to work a little bit more on um, charity things, like how can I give back? Uh, that kind of stuff. So I had started this uh, Women's Day charity event in Geneva with my friend uh, Rachel. And uh, with COVID, we couldn't do it and everything. But it's, you know, now we're kind of back at zero starting over. But I definitely want to go more in this direction trying to find my way and how to give back, how to help others. And I, I believe that's really important. Beautiful, Natalie. And was always there this goal and beautiful things and excitement or have there been challenging as well and what kind of challenges oh uh, challenges constantly constantly <laughs> in my life it's it's never been easy for me and i think you know i always think about that and i you know we wonder why are all these things happening to me why is it so hard why can't it just be easy why can't i just be on stage right now accepting a granny <laughs> but um but you know i i read something recently that was really spoke to me and it's it's really about i mean it's, it's kind of cheesy but it's about the journey not the destination and it really is it's in all those little bumps in the road that we discover ourselves and that we learn more about ourselves and that we grow and when you look back you're like actually those were really great times you know because the world keeps turning things things keep moving I mean once you get to whatever your goal is but it doesn't end there you know it, it keeps going so you just have to constantly you know be in motion and be be learning and be accepting change and um there's there's been a lot of hardships in my life of uh you know I lost my brother and um when I was young, when I was 19. So I had to deal with a lot of grief and I'm still dealing with that in my life. And, um, you know, then I, I moved to New York City all on my own and I had a really low point there as well. Uh, I think there's just many things in your life where you you stumble and you, you just have to get up, keep going and enjoy the stumble as well, you know? <laughs> stumble all around it's it's just that's part of life you know oh, 
Yeah, I can relate to that very much. What has been a failure in the past and you learned something from it? And maybe you, you can share it and help others to the takeaways you, you had from it. One of them was when I was studying music at the University of Miami, I was going to major in vocal performance, which is very difficult. It's a very difficult major. And my brother passed away in my third year, he was coming back from my third year, and he had passed away the summer before. And after that, I was really broken and um, my voice was not the same. I was really struggling. And, uh, I was failing a lot of my exams. And I remember this one point when after my exam, the teacher just looked at me and she goes, why don't you try something else? Why don't you do jazz or something like that? I just think, you know, maybe opera is not for you. And not even considering like everything that I had just been through. She was basically just like telling me to give up, you know? So then I just went and I cried and I called my mom and I was just like, what do I do now? I'm so lost. Like opera is all I've ever known, you know? And so after that, after I, I did change my major, but I kept it in music and theater. So I took more theater classes, which ended up being really, really interesting. And I really loved. And then I also had to take some other classes, which were like um, women's studies and things like this. So this totally broadened my horizons and really kind of molded me into who I am today, actually. So it was it, looking back now, I know that being a vocal performance major would not have, you know, been anything, you know, that wouldn't have added anything for me. I, I think that everything is meant to be, everything happens the way it should. And you just kind of, like I said, you just got to roll with it. And that, that failure for me was actually just another turning point. You know, I think it's, I mean, it, it happened again later in my life. Um, I was studying again classical music. I had moved from New York to Switzerland and I was accepted in the conservatory. And I was like, oh, this is great. I'm going back into studying uh, and, you know, I'm going to learn French and all this. And it was so hard because I didn't, you know, I didn't speak French at all. So I was thrown into the school. Everyone there spoke French. I had to learn French by ear. Um, I had oral exams in French that I had to pass. Um, I mean, history of music in French. I had to wow. answer questions. It was so hard. And I would go home oftentimes just crying. And it was, it was very difficult. And um, at a certain point, I just broke. I was like, I don't want to do this. But I, I took my time to, to really think about it before I took the decision to quit. I grew up really in a family that was... Um, and it's, it's very, maybe it's a very American thing. I don't know, but just like, you don't quit, like quitters never win sort of mentality. And so here I am like, okay, I can't quit. I need to keep going and like push through. And no, actually, no, it's not. If your heart is telling you, this isn't what I want, you need to listen to it. And it was getting to the point. And I think for some people, they let it go so far that they end up getting sick and I think your body and it, it tells you stuff if you listen to it you know your your heart people say listen to your, listen to your heart but actually it really is a thing I mean your intuition we all sort of have this inner inner voice that is kind of guiding us and telling us what to do and we often mute it and the more you mute it 
the more just chaos starts to build around you. <laughs> and so um, I was at that point and I didn't even realize this until later that that was what was happening. I just knew that I was sitting in class once and I was just like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I can feel it in my heart that I just don't want to do this anymore. I, I really want to get out of school. I don't want to be studying anymore. I want to be performing now. I want to, you know, I, I have to find a way. And so I quit and I had to have a long talk with the director and everything about it. Why are you quitting and all this stuff? And I quit and then I was a bit lost, but I found a, a new coach. I went to Paris. I met a, a coach there, um, did a lot of listening to other singers and just kind of followed a different path. And that ended up eventually leading to me randomly meeting Inga and us creating this piano con voce, which is perfect for me because in this project, I can sing whatever I want and we choose together what we want to do. And it's so free. And it's not the same path as becoming an opera singer, because if I was going to become an opera singer, you know, you have a specific voice type and they're like, oh, you, you can only sing this, this and this. You're very restricted. And then, you know, you have to listen to your artistic director. You have a you have a composer. You have all uh, you have a. Um, a conductor <laughs> you have all these people telling you what to do and I'm not very good at that at people telling me what to do I just kind of <laughs> like to do my own thing <laughs> so um yeah I think that actually listening to my heart at that moment in the moment it felt like a failure it really did I was like okay I was so proud to get into this conservatory and now I'm leaving it and I wasn't able to make it all the way through and I really felt like a failure but then when I look back on it now, I realize that no, I was actually just listening to my heart. And that was, that was all part of the plan. That was, you know, my journey and that's fine. And it's okay to fail. It's okay to quit. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> so beautiful. You listen to your heart, Natalie. <laughs> uh, do you know fear as well as I did? Do you know fear? Oh, yes, I know yeah. fear very well. <laughs> When does um, it come up with you? A crazy thing happened to me recently. Uh, I talked about my brother a little bit before um, who passed away. His name was Alex. And he was 12 years old when he passed away uh, suddenly. And um, recently, I just had a dream about him. And it's been a while since I've had a dream about him. But in this dream, uh, he came to me. And he said, don't have fear. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And it was so just direct, you know, it was just that. That's all he said. Don't be afraid, Natalie. Just, just do it, you know, because right now I, I was telling you, I want to compose. I want to write music. I have so many songs in my, in my heart that I want to get out. And I don't know what's blocking me. I don't know. There's something. And It might be fear, <laughs> fear of rejection, fear of people not liking it because it, it's something coming from me. I'm really like exposing myself. I'm showing the deepest, most sensitive part of me. I'm afraid of what people will think. And he just told me, don't be afraid. Don't be mm. afraid. Don't have fear. That gave me a lot of courage. And now I'm starting to now put myself out there little by little, baby steps, you know. Um, and also, I think that I'm learning that fear is not such a bad thing. 
um, we all have fear. We live with fear every day and everywhere we go. My worst fears for my children. I'm constantly in fear with them that, you know, something's going to happen to them. So I'm always, you know, I get very, very stressed out about this. I get, I get these stress triggers when we're in the parking lot and, you know, they're small. So they'll just like run out into the parking lot and I'm screaming, don't run, you're going to get hit by a car, you know. And this is just so much stress for me because there's so much fear there. And um, I just, you know, have to teach them, don't do that because blah, 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 and just explain but we're living with fear every day. And why? It, there's so many reasons why fear exists. It exists to protect us, to teach us how to protect each other, um, to protect ourselves, um, to also learn a lot of things about ourselves. And yeah, you know, to also to maybe understand what we want and what we don't want. You know, fear is it's a lot of things. It can also be our friend. I think when you take away the negative um, connotation of fear and you start to look at fear as being, you know, just a passenger on the train of life or whatever, um, there's this great book actually thinking of that image. There's a really, really good book that I read recently called Big Magic um, by Elizabeth Gilbert. And she's my just, oh my gosh, I, my mind blew when I read this <laughs> book. And um, oh my God, it was incredible. And she talked about that. She talked about fear and how fear um, is just, you know, this passenger on her train of life. And, uh, and she said, you know, you can come along fear. You can come along for the ride, but you know, you need to be very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be listening to you. <laughs> so beautiful what you shared and uh, i got goosebumps what your brother messaged you really well what we talk also about writing here in this podcast what's your biggest fear in writing your your songs huh my biggest fear in writing i guess yours also compare yourselves um to others so i would compare myself to other singer songwriters and be like well what I'm writing is maybe a bit cheesy or is it does it sound stupid um I guess that's my biggest fear is um I, again like what people will think of it will they think that it's dumb and then you know I hear I am like pouring my heart out and people are like or maybe also that they just um they see me for me and it's not you know the person that I've portrayed myself to to others as I have this like persona of this very you know happy energetic you know person who's always you know um, giving others advice and helping other people but that's not only who I, I have this deeper self this sadness this mm. you know all these things and if I share that, you know, will people see me differently? That's also a fear, mm. you know, it's an identity crisis in a way. <laughs> and I guess um, you just have to be ready for that. When you're writing, you need to be ready for um, the fact that some people will say what they want to say about you and others will embrace it. Others will love you. Others will. And I, I think you just have to, 
accept that. And once you accept <laughs> it and you're just like, okay, that's the way it is. That's how it's going to be. Um, and, and you just go for it, you know, yeah. and you, you can't care about what other people think. And but I, that's hard. It's easy to say, but it's hard to do. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, because when I published my first children's books, book at 54, somebody said, oh, I don't like this illustration, illustrator. It, it looks so sad on the cover. And so, and, and it's a sad story in the beginning, but it's a beautiful turning moment po point. And I, I was really, I had to work on myself so, so badly not to take it personally because there were so many other people who said oh it's so beautiful but we tend to think about the, the the negative thing and we hear that it can be one negative of thousand positive and we we remember the negative this is oh yes Oh, <laughs> I can remember a specific comment of when I, you know, I put a lot of our songs from my, from my band World's End, uh, we put a lot of our music out there um, to be listened to by blogs and um, different people. And then they give their feedback. And one of the feedback was like, I really don't like her voice. It's annoying to me. I was like, what? I mean, it hurt me so bad. I cried. I cried. I was like, they think my voice is annoying. Oh my God, do other people think that? And then there was like this total spiral. <laughs> and, I was, and then, you know, every time anyone would ever be like, oh, you have such a beautiful voice. I'm like, do I really though? Are you sure it's beautiful? Or are you just saying, you know? And actually, Uh, you know, there's always going to be haters out there. And the more that you're going to get, if you want to get into this world of being a writer or a um, singer or anybody who puts themselves out there like this, um, you have to be ready for the haters and ready for what people are going to say, because people think that if you're putting it out there, they have a right to say something about it. And it's true. It's freedom of speech. They can say whatever they want. So you just say, you know, thank you very much. And that's all. And Talking to you right now, I'm even realizing that, you know, maybe even to put yourself in the driver's seat of that could be also another way to deal with it. So instead, go out there looking for it and be like, do you have any criticism for me? Ask people, do you have any constructive criticism for me? Anything that might help me to grow, to do better? Because in, it's in those comments that you really do get better. Um, I've, I've, had, I've had so many people also write stuff It's better, of course, when it's in a nicer way. And it's not like, I don't like her voice, <laughs> but it's like, mm -hmm. you know, why don't you try singing with a little of a more airier, softer tone in this part? It might sound better. Okay, great. That's awesome. You know, what a great idea. And just accept it. That doesn't mean I sound bad, but that's just some advice. And <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> and I think that if you um, put yourself out there and you ask for it, then maybe you'll start to get used to it more, um, receiving this criticism, accepting it, and being able to handle it a little bit better because it's, it goes hand in hand, the, the criticism and um, right along with the praise. So you just gotta be ready for it. <laughs> yes, Natalie, and people like you and me, empath, and we want to please 
We yeah. want to please everybody and it's not possible. So it is not, it is not. And it may take, everybody's on their own journey. Everybody's learning this in a different speed, in a different part of their life. Um, you know, you may learn this earlier in life. You may learn this way later in life. Everybody's on their own path in their own journey. And yeah, I think this is something really hard to to understand as well to that you don't need to please everyone that you should put yourself first and women I think especially oh, have yes. a lot of trouble have a lot of trouble putting themselves first it's either you know if they don't have kids it's the husband or it's a friend or it's someone else that they're trying to take care of um and uh you know mothers of course it's very often the children they're putting them first so i see all my friends running around to all the millions of activities for their kids and they don't have one single activity for themselves and i'm like what are you doing the kids they can deal with just one activity per week you don't need to put them in one activity per day and then make yourself go mad and have no time for what you want to do you know so yeah it's I totally get you and in, in just starting to learn how to put yourself first and be about yourself and the rest will follow. Mm. Just one thing which popped up with me. Um, have you ever written songs for Alex? I have. Actually, yeah. that was the first song I ever wrote. <laughs> oh. Maybe called... if... Sorry? No, it, I was just going to say it's called, it's called Alex's Song. And um, I wrote it, uh, yeah, actually I wrote it right before he died and I played it for him. At that time, I didn't know that the song was for him. It was just a song that I made up. And then I can remember he was sitting next to me and I was playing it on the piano and I was like, what do you think of this? And he's like, that's really beautiful, you know? And then nothing happened to the song until later when he passed away. Well, I kept the song, kept the song always. And then eventually I, um, I wrote the lyrics to it and now I have it. I've done it with my band uh, once in a, in a bar in Lausanne. We played it one time and, uh, and we kept it. And we're, but I'm, I'm very sensitive about it. So I'm like, mm. okay, when I'm ready, I will produce it and I will put mm. it out there. But, uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine if you start writing songs for your brother, it will be easier to put yourself out because it's for him. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Maybe he's waiting for, for you to put his Maybe. songs, songs out for you. <laughs> I think that will be probably, yeah, yes. And on one of the um, things I was listening to with Elizabeth Gilbert, she was talking to someone once that was a singer songwriter who also lost her sister. And uh, she was saying the same thing. She said, you know, I, I have this song for my sister and I just can't get past it. And I can't, I can't move forward. I can't write or sing anymore after she died. And um, she said, just, why don't you just put this song out there? You know, just, just mm -hmm. let it go. And, uh, and then maybe you'll be able to move forward, you know? Yeah. So, We'll see. We'll see. Uh, little by little, I'm getting there. I'm definitely getting there. I'm on the path now. You know, you also put 
you you put obstacles in your way you're like okay but actually but i don't have any monitors but i don't have a guitar but i don't i need to buy this first but at first i need to do this before oh no 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 no, they're all excuses i'm just finding ways to stall you know i that too like i'm keep trying to like sabotage myself so now i'm like okay no i know what i'm doing i'm gonna do it i'm gonna put it out there (laughs) beautiful where can people reach you natalie Oh, they are welcome to find me on Instagram. Um, yeah, I think you're going to post the link yes. after. They sure. can they can come find me on Instagram. That's my private uh, Instagram. And through my private Instagram, you can find my projects, Piano Con Voce and World Ends, and listen to our music. We have music on uh, Spotify. Both of, those, both of those projects have them. Uh, music on Spotify, iTunes, everything. <laughs> So, and then we'll see if you follow me, then you might start to see my journey and me starting to do some solo stuff. So putting stuff out there of my, as I talked about my like deepest, darkest secrets. (laughs) (laughs) My grandma grandma passed away um, from uh, COVID not, not long ago. And uh, before she passed away, she was like, why don't you write some happy music? <laughs> I was like, okay, grandma, I'll try. I was like, oh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of sad, you know, darker stuff in there right mm. now. And maybe if I get that out first, the happy things will start to come through. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh-huh. But, but yeah. <laughs> what are the three truths you would like to share with our audience for the end? three truths uh i have this little um bar on my desk that my parents bought me and it says what would you do if you knew you would not fail and um (laughs) that question stays with me a lot so i would say that's one of them ask yourself a lot of questions um what would you do if you knew you would not fail if you knew you would if you you know, knew you would succeed in this, what would you do? You know, and then that start to ask yourself some questions. Um, the second thing is don't be afraid to quit. Um, <laughs> if your heart is saying this isn't for me anymore, no matter what it is, if it's a relationship or if it's, um, you know, your job or something, don't be afraid to quit. There is always something else out there for you. Um, so I would say that would be my second thing. And then the third thing I would just say, have fun. I don't know. I see so many people just complicating life and there's this, um, young singer. I love listening to podcasts. So, um, I love, you know, especially if they're about musicians, because I learn a lot about, um, about things just by listening to other people's journeys. I love that. And I love this podcast that you're doing. It's just so cool because we're learning from each other. And uh, she said, um, that she, was in a, she was in a meeting about her, her new album or something. And they were talking about all these complicated things and no way they're gonna do this. And she was like, guys, listen, do you all realize we're just on a big ball spinning in the universe? <laughs> we're like, we're all on a rock spinning around <laughs> it's not a big deal and I think just that image and thinking about that occasionally thinking about that really kind of calms me down and I'm like okay Natalie it's not a big deal none of this is a big deal you know it's just be happy just enjoy it because 
we are all just on this rock. It's spinning. It's not gonna stop spinning. We're we're just going and yeah don't make such a such a big deal out of anything just enjoy the ride it's all about that it's about the experiences it's about the journey yeah don't don't <laughs> don't complicate things <laughs> <laughs> very beautiful thank you so much Natalie, for thank sharing you. all your challenges and also yes your truth thank you so much thank you Esther that was really a great great interview